everybody, welcome to the 89th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just a reminder, please follow us on Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our Discord and LiveCast. And uh, if you haven't already checked it out, go look at all the MathCore Index Fest 2022 footage up now on YouTube. All 15 sets and all 15 drum cams are up now for your viewing pleasure. So with that, the first band we're going to talk about is Down I Go. Down I Go are a mathcore outfit from London, UK. And we covered the band back in 2019 when they released their EP, All Down the Church in Midst of Fire, the Hellish Monster Flew, and Passing Onward to the Choir, He Many People Slew. What a goddamn mouthful. <laughs> God damn it. I can't even, yeah, that joke just is a stumper. I, I'm, I'm shocked that I managed to make it through that. And now they're back with their fifth full-length album, Aum Shin Rikyo, their first LP in seven years, which they released on October 7th. And uh, man, this band has actually been around for ages. They've been around for going on two decades now. Pretty prolific, man. Keep pumping it out. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even though their last full length was seven years ago, it should be pointed out that they've released a couple EPs at least since then. If you listen to this music, you'll understand that it's, uh, it, it takes some time. <laughs> There's some levels and layers <laughs> going on here. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to, like, make comparisons, like, in-depth comparisons album to album as the band to sort of, like, maintain a very similar, albeit highly experimental vibe throughout their catalog. But they have a continued vibe. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, yeah, you definitely, when you hear Down I Go, it's, like, pretty unmistakable what you're listening to. But for those uninitiated, the band's sound definitely has its roots in, like, the most seminal mathcore and experimental noisy bands of, like, the late 90s, such as Botch. Mr. Bungle, too, I would say, probably plays a pretty big part in, in their sound. Torch, as well. Robotic Empire days and everything like that. Torch still around, I, I would say. that. Um, we, we were talking about Wizrobe uh, from mm-hmm. uh, a band that we covered uh, years ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just dropping the Wizrobe. What a, yeah. what a fucking reference. Nobody nobody gets that reference but you and I, by the way. Wizrobe, just check check it out. Bandcamp, get or, on that shit. Or devout listeners of MathCast. If you're a devout listener of MathCast, you may, may remember Wizrobe mm-hmm. from... Like I think it was 2018 or 2019, maybe. It's one of those bands that made me want to just get on a motorcycle and ride into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted with that one. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> um, but yo, uh, yeah, but there's like a, a really, unlike those bands, though, there's a really big layering of, or a huge emphasis on like layering melodic vocals, which are oftentimes just like layered and soaring, you know? They're, the, the layering of the vocals, too, uh, are... Other one. Oh, other one? The heater just came on randomly. <laughs> yeah, stupid heater. Uh, b- uh, back back to the vocals though. Uh, I I really like just the the layering on top of each other. You know, um, back and forth. Uh, very strong, powerful. Just the the register that they're into. Very just through the chest. Uh, it, it's it's so fucking rock and roll. <laughs> it is. So it is good, very dude. rock and roll for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I I think at times that that sort of just hints again towards those like patentisms that I was describing. Absolutely. But they, they've also just had, since day one, they've been branching out instrumentally as well. Like, since the very beginning with their, their previous albums, they've included strings, electronics, horns, and woodwinds to really great effect. And especially with this last album, with those last two, the horns and uh, woodwinds on this album are very, Ooh, very strong. They fucking bring some warmth to this album. It is amazing. Um, I still need to process this album completely. Uh, it is a ride. I uh, I would say that I'm a little so 
uh, I am confused on the Shoka Asahara um, picture and then the 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 name of the album, which is his cult that he had. Uh, and if anybody out there is you know wants to do the homework and everything, uh, check out Umshin Rico. Uh, it was a it was a death cult ultimately. Um, and I want to know more about why not only you would use the Umshin Rikyo, but then also use their leader's face. Uh, it's just very just distinct uh, because you only have lyrics for like three of your tracks. And I just want more lyrics to understand exactly what's going on here. Oh, fuck. You're right. Yeah. They only give it to you like only a few In ones a few that pieces. they give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, there's got to be some connection lyrically to I would hope the so. Umshin yeah, I just, it's, it's, very, it's very on the nose. It's like. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm not gonna. It's like it's like calling it Jim Jones and also having like the fucking cult yeah, dead on go. the fucking give us, album. Give us the rest of the lyrics so we can decipher the rest of this piece here. <laughs> Let us judge you more, <laughs> or you know, just to have a, a more uh, informed evaluation of this project. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I I did note that too that they didn't have all the lyrics online. Mm-hmm. It's sort it, of, yeah, it's sort of hard to deduce like what the the underlying concept is here and. No. But but if we're going on like what we have right, and then uh, like you and I, uh, you and I are both fans of track six and seven, Voice of God Part One and Two. Those don't have lyrics, but I can just right off the bat, I'm like, okay, well, Voice of God, well, that's it's a off the cult uh, reference there, so right. uh, give that. Yeah, that is a really interesting two movement feature. The the first track featuring some really lovely woodwinds, horns, and singing that reminded me something off like a fucking grizzly bear record, which is. Yes. Which is a really big point of reference for me when it comes to like that kind of instrumentation. But nonetheless, like I, I found it to be really, really pleasant. And then the second part is basically just a bunch of modulations of that same repeated mantra, you know, the voice of God. Just kicks in strong. The voice of God. <laughs> yeah, Christian and I both favor that for sure. Uh, <laughs> it, it sticks with you. I'll, I'll say that. It's not like my favorite track per se, but yep. yeah, it, it definitely has staying power. It's it's a bit of an earwig, let's say. Overall, this album is a goddamn ride. Um, I still need some time with it. There's a lot of tracks, so many instruments. Uh, fuck yeah. That's it. Um, and I will say for my favorite track, I would say it, it is Voice of God part one and two together. I'm going to be greedy and, uh, you know, claim them both so it's funny I, I wish this band just got more critical acclaim because they remind me of one of their contemporaries a lot i was thinking uh funnily enough hacken do you know the band hacken no they're like a prog band from london and uh, they have like a really similar kind of uh aesthetic at least vocally and that probably has a lot to do from them being from the same area but yeah it's just it's kind of a it's kind of criminal how underrated that they are but um yeah man this album is really fucking good though like this is this is probably one of their best albums yet although I, I would say that their album their their let me start, let me try that again <laughs> although I would say that their sound hasn't really changed much since like their early work like they're definitely one of the most versatile bands in underground music and Aum Shinrikyo is like I think their best album yet it's not something that many bands can say this deep into their catalog is like we just released our best album yet mm, well said i like that i like you know? that yep yep um what, what so what's your track you would you would favor man i i liked a lot of the tracks track two uh kumamoto prefectural school for the blind was a banger i thought you don't leave is a banger obviously the voice of god part one and part two and then um back to that kind of like folky thing a busy monday in the springtime was a fucking a great cut too on the uh, more of the back end there, but I think that 
Follow No One Else is probably the track that I would select for our, our listeners, being that it's got kind of a good balance of all the elements that we're talking about. It starts off a bit more melodic, but it quickly moves into territory that is like very like botchy or, you know, just kind of like more in like the metallic hardcore mathcore vein. Okay. Okay. Dig that. Let's do that. Cool. Yep. So we're going to play for you Follow No One Else, which is off of Down I Go's new album, Om Shinrikyo. And that came out on October 7th. Here we go. I am the
something I sort of failed to mention there because we're just fucking high buffoons recording ourselves talking and putting it on the internet was that um, I really enjoy what the horns add to that breakdown. Also, what band did you forget to compare them to? CKY. Oh, <laughs> yeah, totally. There's something about the irreverence of what this band does. Just the not caring, just the, the they're, experimentalness. They're, I read a review on these guys, and uh, it's almost like this reviewer was 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 saying like, these guys aren't funny, but <laughs> they're kind of funny. It's like, like st- they're they're not being silly, but like. They're kind of silly. You a know very, what I'm saying? The like, contemporary reference yeah. that I want to make over and over again is Steak Sauce Mustache. Yep. I, I really feel like it, with it, we're Steak not Sauce, for... Mr. Bungle, I feel like these are ones that can just, um, uh, they get to have fun with uh, just the position they've put themselves in, you know? Truly. Yeah. Really, really good. Down I go. Fucking great job on this record. Like, the fact that you guys have been around for so long, and it's it's clearly, like, not, like, a huge touring act that is, like, a career for them, but the fact that they've kept this project alive for so long and continually just managed to bang out quality tunes for years and years. Like, you really, you just gotta fucking, you gotta give it up to them for, for doing that. I want to see P- Kate from Pupil Slicer, 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 should really take them out. Like, they... Kate, if you're listening, you should take out. I support that. You should take out Down I Go. Um, I want to look at Even this. Even though they are arguably responsible for. Oh, yo, yo, yo. You know who else they remind me of? This is an obvious one, but it's, it's Sixth from the UK as well. Um, I'm going to show you two album uh, pieces of art here. You're going to okay. see. Worm Rot. Oh, yeah, yeah. This I've already made a And then the 2015. This. Their release is literally the same fucking face. It's so I made a meme including that cover. Did you? Yeah, I did, and I also included. I'm patting th- Christian on the back right now, everybody. <laughs> Physically patting him on the back. <laughs> so I I thought that I was funny and made a meme of that, and I had um, the what was it fucking the Thundercat album cover. Jaco Pistorius who did it first. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, so that's apparently it's all a play on Jaco Pistorius's. Um, I can't remember the name of the album cover right now, but okay, all right. Uh, just uh, I noticed it. I just like I was like, why? Why is that another woman just like half submerged in this water? Like, <laughs> why do I not? Why do I recognize this so well? There it is. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. I'll, I'll send you the meme later. All right. <laughs> no, no. I want you to verbally describe the meme to me more right now, Christian. It'll be right. really funny when you do I'm, that. <laughs> that's that makes for really good podcast. Yeah, absolutely, fodder, doesn't it? absolutely. God damn it! All right, so that was down I go. And that was their track. What song do you listen to? Follow No One Else. And that's off their new album, Om Shinrikyo, which came out on October 7th. So next, we're going to talk about Cloud Rat. Oh, shit. It's grindcore time, baby. Mm-hmm. So don't fucking, don't email me. He's like, Christian, this isn't math car. <laughs> you know, it's not math car, right? It's like, fuck, even like when I, I math car next has gotten to the point that when I, we, when I, I post something that's like you know sort of non or impertinent, people have to now point it out to me as if I don't fucking already know. It means we have enough people listening where we're all, we're effectively uh, touching all the sides of the internet where we can't please everyone. So these that's are nice. these are fucking admin problems. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say that this band though, Cloud Rat. I mean, this is our second time covering Cloud Rat, and uh, right, good fucking reason, man. You mean this is like one of the best bi- fucking bands in their field for sure like I've been following this band since the release of the Blind River compilation 
but I, I think it was like 2019 with Pollinator, the double release of Pollinator and Do Not Let Me Off the Cliff, which I absolutely adore. Yep. Um, I think that that saw the band like really successfully venture out into some industrial territory as well. I agreed. I agree. Like, um, I still go back and revisit that release quite frequently, but now they're back with their fifth full length album, Threshold. And although it's like not as experimental, it's less experimental. It is 15 bursts of frantic fucking energy, dude. Fuck yeah. It is amazing. So good. But um, I will say this: I, I'm, I'm glad we're covering this album, uh, because uh, we got to give love to, to Cloud Ride. I, I want, I want. Uh, what I really like about this is it's more short and sweet version of what we covered last time. Um, ultimately, Madison Marshall, amazing fucking vocalist, mm-hmm. strong, haunting, disgusting lyrics. It's it's super fucking good. Um, yeah, really good front. Yes. Overall, I I'm gonna kind of put a blanket statement over this. It is just um, it is just a crazy beatdown of everything. Um, well, it's like they've really just like hit their most technical and heavy material yet on this record. Like on the the opening moments of the record with aluminum branches, which is like a straight up fucking mosher. Oh, it's just a crazy mid tempo beatdown. That's and, all that that is. Yeah, and then um, you know, dun 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 dun. Yep. Yep. And then um, Shepard also with those chromatically descending nasty as fuck riffs. Uh, that one fucking hits hella hard. Or corset, which is basically like a math chord cut. Cloud Rat, if you're listening to this, uh, one of the last things christian and i listened to before he got married two weeks ago we were sitting in the car getting high before he got married and we literally listened to cloud rat uh and, and and we were listening to uh uh aluminum branches and when that breakdown came in i looked over and i was like wait you gotta go back you gotta go fucking go back dude <laughs> it was like like, like 10 a.m before the fucking that, wedding yeah. and just like listen so anyway cloud rat, if, you listen, if you listen to this it's like yeah that was you, good. you played a part of my wedding day isn't that special? I literally, every time I think about that breakdown, I was like, oh, fuck, that was the one I flipped out about in the car there. Like, that's fucking I, I really appreciate dude. that reminiscence, Levi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I was about to say is that although so that although they hit those, like, really, like, heavy and, like, chuggy, like, and technical moments all on this record, they also really fucking hit those, like, super melodic moments well, too. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. There's, there's some moments on this record that are, like, hitting that, like, almost post-metal, like, melodic... I don't want to compare them to Deaf Heaven, but it's really hard not to think about Deaf Heaven when I'm listening to certain parts of this record. It's melodic. It's not too melodic. I'm not falling asleep or anything. Right. Uh, it, it is still 15 tracks of just burst. Is it 15 tracks? They really, like yeah. They really don't waste any time. Like there's, no. it's way more to the point than a, an, uh, an album like you know Sunbather, for example. So it's really this is a, tr- a true grindcore record. In no way is it like a post metal record. I'm just saying that like the way that they take that melodic approach with tremolo mm-hmm. picking. There's a uh, my favorite track would be corset. Uh, just the the obvious in the beginning, just the start Same. stoppiness of it is fucking absurd. Um, there is a uh, just specifically a cell, uh, standalone scream I want to talk about in the track uh, <laughs> Imagine Order, uh, where it's like two image Im, Imagine Order, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like two minutes in or something like that. That is just it. It grabs me by the boo-boo. I love the way the vocals are mixed in this record. They just sit in the perfect fucking place. The production in general is excellent. The guitars are so goddamn punchy. And then the the drums are just some of the... I mean, they're some of the best performed drums in grindcore. Like, I would would put this drummer up there with the drummer of, like, Full of Hell. Yep, yep. Like, really... And, like, really, really good technique. And not just, like, straightforward blasting. There's a lot of subtlety to the drum work on this release. And the production really plays to that i think 
Agreed. Um, overall, I, I would say Corset would be my favorite track for this. Same, 100%. Yeah. That, that track is just so goddamn explosive. And again, it's just really seeing them hit their most, like, I don't know, like technical and kind of like math core. It's kind of got that same kind of like math core vernacular. So, of course, I'm, I'm leaning towards that one as well. Agreed. Yeah, this is easily one of the best bands in Grindcore. And I think that their fearless, stylistic, and melodic experimentation has yielded their best album to date and a strong contender for Grindcore album of the year. Right up there with Worm Rot and Vermin Womb for me. I think this is in my, my top three Grindcore albums. There's a few this year. There's, there's a, a few. few. This year. The Worm Rot album is really good, and the, the Vermin Womb album is really good. And I, I feel like this is this can go toe-to-toe with both those albums, quite frankly. Word. In terms of just like... And it's it's frankly more versatile than the Vermin Womb album. I'll say that. I mean, the Verm, as much as I love Vermin Womb, it's, Vermin Womb is kind of more of like a, a, a one... Less... Uh, there's there's less dimensions to their approach. You know? One dimensional. One, one, I wouldn't just, say it's one dimensional per se. Maybe two dimensional is a better two way. Two dimensional explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Cloud Rat really just shows us so many different emotions and just a, a little bit more um, diversity track to track. Definitely, there's more characteristic track to track. You can there's more identity and everything like that. I can definitely the, point out like specific tracks totally. versus the Vermin Womb. I mean, once again, just like you blast through some shit. But this is almost specific. an unfair comparison too, because one is like death grinding, and the other is just like more traditionally yeah. grindcore, as yeah. it were. But even not even not even traditional anymore. I would say they've just yeah, so much experimentation. It's just, it's really paid off for them. So anyway, yeah, I, of course it is clearly the track that we're going to play, and that's track fourteen from Threshold, which came out back on October seventh. Here we go. So that was Corset, which is off of Cloud Rat's new album, Threshold, which came out back in October. So next, we're going to give you your news and new releases from the month of October.
So first up and most importantly, the Sawtooth Grin dropped a surprise album, Good, their first album in 18 years, their first uh, official release in 18 years, that is since Pervivore. They've released, you know, like a, a demo here and there, some some pre-production stuff, but this is their first official release. And I gotta say, it's, it's fucking super, super good, so definitely go listen to that if you haven't already. One of my... One of my biggest influences, one of my band's biggest influences individually and collectively. So it's just fucking sick to see them back. Production by Kevin Antaresian of the Derringer Escape Plan. And they've got DJ of number 12 on bass on this album as well. And John Carroll, of course, on drums. So Man, it's basically like hearing a Sawtooth album with Dillinger-like production. Mm-hmm. Backroom mm-hmm. just fucking, they slayed it. And apparently, Kevin is now an official member of the band. Uh, I'm guessing in a live capacity, so... Fucking rad. Om Shinrikyo by Down I Go, which we talked about at the opening of this episode. Threshold by Cloud Rat, which we just talked about. Creatures by Drum Corps, which we'll be talking about later in this episode. Born from a Wish by Zombie Shark, which we'll also be talking about later in this episode. Caustic Light by Terracell, same story there. Yeah, we're catching up, you sons of bitches. You see what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, basically yeah, yeah, caught we're up. Catching, dog. We're yeah. catching up. How do you like that? <laughs> uh, the Wasted Know the Challenge by Bother, which is a Polish mathcore trio. Slow Murder by the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir. That's a different one. Aurora Leaking from an Open Wound by Full of Hell. As you can see, we're basically just unabashedly giving love to Grindcore right now. I don't really give a shit. Suck it. We're doing it. Dr. Acula by Dr. Acula. Which? Is next. <laughs> <laughs> Digital Drift by Thought Crime. Two by Dead Cross. Featuring, well, fuck, you know who. Mm-hmm. So many famous people in that band. Mm-hmm. Weirdly derivative pastiche from a bunch of people who are pioneers in their respective genres. It's a lot of a lot of repeats. It's like, what is? I'm not gonna rant. I know, I know. I, I didn't say I'll anything. But you were the one that said it right away. We're not gonna. We just, we're giving each other eye contact. Mm-hmm. We know. HCH, Holly caught a Holly caught a con. Oh my god, Holly caught a contact high three. At least another EP, their third EP this year, I think. Just absurd. Busafel by Nostromo, which I haven't listened to yet. But I... Mathcore, I think? (laughs) (laughs) Mathcore? Might have to scratch that one. Flesh of the Furnace by Unyielding Love. Again, just giving love to a fucking grind and death grind right now. And then to really reinforce that, Habitual Self-Abuse by Ground. There's so much fucking good grindcore in 2022. I just, I can't help but talk about it a little bit. Sick. Sick. So next, we're going to talk about Dr. Acula. Dr. Acula are a deathcore quintet from Long Island, New York. And they just released their new self-titled album, their first album in over 10 years, which they released on October 28th via Silent Pendulum Records. And the new album comes in a different direction. Uh, the band has completely dropped all the party shtick and... L- no sass? Pretty much anymore. no sass. Pretty yeah. much all the, the synths are gone. They've recruited a new vocalist, Rob Accardi. You can tell... Obviously. 100%. 
Um, they also have our very own Julian Dinowitz, a.k.a. J. Dino, on live drums, although I think maybe the drums in this album are programmed, from what I understand. But nonetheless, they're convincing enough to not detract from my enjoyment, at least. I didn't even think about it. The first time I heard the album, then someone was like, oh yeah, the drums are, I think, programmed. And I was like, oh, really? And I guess maybe they are. It does kind of seem that way. But yeah, again, either way, it, it sounds good, so it's good. Um, there are still some like synth-type effects and some electronics, but again, for the most part, they're used barely sparingly like they they're leaning more into like there's there's like a there's like that one like uh just like a beat track basically like mm-hmm. towards the end there's like okay there's a little synth interlude with don't go to sleep but it's used really effectively to transition into the next track which is called stay out of the basement and they, they take that synth line and they morph it into the opening guitar riff gotcha i think i actually saw on instagram or something that that riff is being played through the guitar and it just like has an effect that makes makes it sound like a synth oh really yeah so i thought that was pretty i thought that was pretty good actually like way to like make use of a fucking interlude in a way that actually like makes sense nice okay okay good deal good deal simultaneously sort of calling back to their like more like goofy irreverent roots Man, I, I, I really do enjoy this band without the... I mean, maybe it's just like me just these days where I don't need the fucking sass and party This is a better side, record you know? than anything they've ever put out. Very strong. It, I think it, any, every, you look online, everyone's like, this is their best record, basically. It's, it's the... I mean, as far as production, super strong. Music, super strong. Good production. Vocal, mm-hmm. like vocal styling. New, new is, vocals. Yeah, new, Rob Bacardi is killing it for it, sure. It's great. Um, uh, Yeah, man. I would say... Even just the the last track, uh, the, the 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 finishing one with uh, the Kyle Medina uh, uh, vocal appearance. Let's talk there. about that. I think that that guy has great vocals. Yep. However, I thought that it was a very weird way to end the album. Oh, that's exactly what I, I agree with you completely. Like, why would you, especially in your first album back in a decade, decide to have? a guest vocalist close out the album. I would have... He much... literally closes it. Yeah. 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 If I'm not mistaken, that guest vocalist is the one who's closing out the yeah, album. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I with, I'm with you there. that to be very odd. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, but but once again, I guess like this is a new vocalist anyway. Fairly so minor we... complaint too, yeah. you know, all things considered. You better answer us, Dr. Acula. All right. I, I will also say that the closing lyric of the line didn't exactly sit super well with me. Like it's like the classic you know like kind of 2008 myspace deathcore you fucking bitch bitch oh yeah right i was, I was like it's something something bitch like, i'm pretty sure it's something something I bitch i really felt like they were above that yeah yeah i think but, that, i think maybe, that they were above that do you know what maybe it is a tip of the hat but i really hate this tip of the hat to, to this kind of sure thing. We, can, we can we can call it that uh, again, fairly, it's the worst tip of the hat, though. If it is that, it's like that's not fairly good. minor complaint. Like, cause yeah, for the most part, this album does fucking kill. Like, they they sort of like it's not really deathcore anymore either. There's not really any deathcore or gr- it's not as as deathcore or grindcore influenced anymore. I would say for my, for a quote unquote MySpace band to come back after ten years and to have a full fucking record. This is not an EP. It's not redoing things. This is a full fucking new record of all solid There's tracks. There is new people in the band and everything so i would say for that like shout out to you all producing something but i would in no way view this as like 
y'all trying to phone at home like this no, is like there's no. a lot of work going on here it is 11 tracks and it is fucking solid this um, is solid this is one of the, this is like one of the best like underground releases you'll hear all year for sure i mean think about i all think the- it's a bit front loaded maybe i feel like the the, the beginning oh, of the yeah, album yeah, yeah. is stronger for sure hey, i don't huh? i don't like the way the album ends well, at least it doesn't at, start all, weak i don't want an album to start weak truly yeah you know. truly yeah but i i i feel even the artwork and everything um art's great yep uh, but yeah, uh, my favorite track would be uh, "How to Kill a Monster." How to Kill a Monster is a banger for sure. Yep. I definitely like that one as that well. That ending breakdown is just like Mwah, Chef's Kiss. One hundred percent. That yeah, the the panic chord breakdown to close that one out is a real fucking banger. The yep. massive ass groove in that track too sort of adds. Uh, it acts as an ostinato. They kind of keep bringing it back with the percussion and the vocals sort of changing underneath it. I thought that the abominable snowman of Pasadena was fairly strong too, hitting some kind of. Um, Every time I die, notes on that track. I think they're, they're, I think every time I die, and more contemporary bands like End sort of play a bigger role in this band's sound. You know what I'm saying? Like more than like the it's more it's more modern sounding. Right? It's like the the conclusion I keep coming to. Yeah, um, Apotheosis, very classic, like moshy kind of like opening breakdown on that track. Um, Egg Monster from Mars, I thought was pretty good, but yeah, I think How to Kill a Monster is is the track for the podcast for sure. Boo! So we're gonna play for you How to Kill a Monster, which is track four from Doctor Racula's new self titled album that came out October twenty eighth via Silent Pendulum Records. Here we go. You Yeah! 
All right, so that was How to Kill a Monster, which is track four from Dr. Acula's new self-titled album, which came out back in October via Silent Pendulum. So next, we're going to talk about Terror Cell. Terror Cell are a metalcore quartet from Richmond, Virginia. We discussed the band back in 2020 when they released their EP Last Day of Sun. And now the band are back with their new full-length album, Caustic Light, which they released October 7th via the band's label Fisher King Records on 12-inch vinyl and cassette. And, you know, I would describe them as metalcore as like sort of an easy blanket for our listeners, but more specifically the tag I might really like want to be, you know, be inclined to use is dark hardcore. Yep. They're on the sludgier side in a way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in that way... And the fact that they sort of integrate depressive and atmospheric elements into this record really heavily. But they also embrace, like, the angular riff and groove a lot as well. This album's a fucking bummer. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fucking... It's, 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 it's heavy, dude. It's not uplifting. I will say that, like, thematically and instrumentally, lyrically, it's not, like, a very uplifting album. But, I mean, that's not the point. I mean, when no. you're listening to this kind of album, you're sort of really embracing those feelings i think at the moment i feel like this is like exactly why the lyrical content is like this though i feel like most of the band is processing just the 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 absurdity of just the last few years and just trying to get through everything sure so yeah um yeah we we feel it (laughs) i would say yeah it's 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 a real dark listen um the easiest comparison i would make right out the gate is cult leader who share a very obviously yeah a very similar approach but if you follow that tree you're going to find the closer to the roots are bands like converge and botch um, and you can especially see that coming through in tracks like Propaganda Oregon with its alarm clock breakdown and uh, Being of Light, which was the lead single from this album as well, which has a great music video that we premiered um, on YouTube. So you can go watch that right now. Boom. I hate to keep citing Deaf Heaven, but I think that, again, you know, they, they sort of impacted the sounds of, of bands like Cult Leader in their embrace of more. You know, of those more like moody pieces, although there's far less reliance on like the crescendo. Agreed. I see what you're saying there. Like they don't have like the massive, uh, you know, long-winded buildups that you know like last four to six minutes. For, yeah, the first, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and certainly nothing in like a major key. But um, yeah, I've, just like again, yeah, the, there's a lot of atmospheric and kind of like sludgier moments on this record for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I I, I favored the track Caustic Light. Um, I, I'm a little uh, less. The album is Caustic Light. Caustic Light. I mean, uh, what, not Caustic Light. Uh, what was Being it? of Light. Being of Light. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that yeah. was my the lead, the lead single, right? My the lead single. That was my favorite track. For um, sure. Uh, but that's one of the more aggressive cuts, for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, but ultimately, like, I don't got too much to say. It is just a uh, more sludgy, depressed, and just um, uh, I'm a little new to Terror Cell. Uh, you know, so still digesting this album. Well, remember we did cover them back. In oh, I know. Oh, I know, bud. Oh, I know. Um, in 2019? 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, w- I would say uh, that would be my favorite track. Uh, overall, though, a great listen. Um, still need a little more time with it, though. I think Propaganda Oregon is the track, though, because everyone's basically heard Being of Light at this yeah, right. point. They, yeah, so. the first single. Yeah. yeah, it's like the most listened to track on Spotify as well. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Propaganda Oregon, which is track three from Terracell's new album, Caustic Light, which came out on October 7th via Fisher King Records. We got the Chinatown. That's what's happening. We live in Chinatown, San Francisco, baby. (laughs) Here we go.
I'm a pee pee man. Pee pee man. Me? I'm a pee pee man. Yeah. <laughs> Do a big pee. Ah, <laughs> oh, Bowser's castle. <laughs> So we have a uh, we have this mutual friend Nick Prozo who would and he's rest in peace Nick Prozo <laughs> rest in peace. We, we had a mutual friend he lived well and is still alive but uh, we used to live with him and he would like anytime he'd go to the bathroom and we were within earshot he would like definitely make sure to say some just really verbal diarrhea yeah just some total like non sequiturs as he was like urinating he'd be like oh. Bowser's Castle, which really <laughs> that one really sticks with me for some reason. I don't know why. I can't. I can hardly remember any of the things he would say that are so ridiculous. But pissing and shitting in a snuggie. Oh my god. We, 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 I think we, we mentioned this on the podcast once or twice, but the fact that he hugged your mom in a towel straight out the shower, naked, and the first time meeting her, another, just like hugged her. Here's another. Here's another one for our our, our, our listeners on the Nick Prozo lore. One time. Um, <laughs> One time, like, I totally like played a prank on him because he was like, he came home and was like, um... <laughs> no, maybe I shouldn't tell this one actually. Oh, the, the, that one? Yeah. No, it's too lengthy. We can't do that okay. one. So that was Propaganda Oregon, which is track three from Terracell's new album Caustic Light, which came out on October seventh via Fisher King Records on twelve-inch vinyl and cassette. So next, we're going to talk about Zombie Shark. Zombie Shark is an electronic metalcore cybergrind project from Philly, and uh, we've discussed Zombie Shark a couple times on this podcast, including the Digital Sea back in 2017, and I Will Destroy You, Myself, and Everything I've Ever Loved back in 2020, which is a fucking banger. Yep. And now Zombie Shark are back with their new EP, Born From A Wish, which they released on October 7th. And uh, if you're not initiated, they play what I would describe as electronic-injected metalcore and less as Cybergrind, more and more, as I feel like the material's palette is more based in metalcore than it is grind or just like straight up blasts. Now. Specifically, this release, you'll 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 see that. I, I would like to say it, it is a um, uh, if attack attack and we came with broken teeth, like had sex together, like it's like super. Yeah, you're onto something there. Yeah, it's like there is this like auto tune like metalcore side mm-hmm. MySpacey thing, but also the MySpaceiness of what would be cyber grind but yeah you're right i mean i'm going off like the the attack attack side but yeah there's more of like this um uh metalcore side versus just cyber grind i guess you know right yeah it's again it's more i think that the the this the their newest sound is definitely way more rooted in metalcore like obviously again like attack attack with the autotune vocals thing is definitely an apt comparison to make them and them and the thought crime are definitely in the school that is embracing that yeah. that sound for sure i would like to say this this album as well has a lot more groove which uh i was picking up on which yeah, i enjoyed a lot more like more i think that there's just like more like genty i guess like yes. groove you know that kind of thing there's yeah. they're allowing the guitar parts to i don't know if they're repeating more or what it, what it is specifically but yeah there's there's more prominent guitar parts i think is mm-hmm. sort of my, my initial assessment yep um overall i guess I guess the uh, Smile Support Society uh, track two banger. that that was the banger that would be my favorite track. I think on that's this my one. favorite track too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's only six tracks, six seven tracks. 
Um, yeah, not a lot to speak on here, but yeah, they're definitely, as Levi was pointing out, leaning into more of like the metalcore and like EDM almost. It's like it's indeed. like indeed, yeah, it's yeah, it's like that weird hyper pop, like, yeah, hyper pop. But that's kind of what Attack Attack did. You know, it was almost like you were walking to a club, but you heard metalcore like at that time. Like, I mean, uh, it, it's I, Attack Attack never did like pitch shifted chipmunk vocals though, like a hundred Gex does. No, well, they got close, but no, well. Actually, no way. Yeah, they did. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, there was a time where, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, where it got turned up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this would be, um, this would be their, this, I mean. You sound confident now. Well, I, I I question myself and I don't want to, I can't, I can't, I can't remember as, do you know what? I can't remember all the attack, attack knowledge, uh, in my head right now, but, uh, I would say that, yes, I, I, If you're wrong, I'm not going to edit this out. (laughs) I'm going to leave it for the entire world dude. i keep i i want I, I hate to keep saying like the the same like band but like it is definitely like auto-tune uh singy like poppy middle core with a lot of other uh, elements going on here um zombie shark you got something something special you're mixing a lot of stuff going here so yeah smile support society is is levi identified i think is the strongest track i also think that the grim reaper gutters track was pretty nice always too. a good one yeah that yeah. also has a rob bacardi feature from dr acula on it as well the, Who we just covered, as you know. You know, and I tend to lean away from the more poppy EDM type elements and the auto tune vocals, especially. But again, tracks like Smile Support Society and um, Grim Reaper Gutters really do hit a nice balance, like of those, you know, like the metalcore and like the poppier elements. It's just, um, it's it just, it's never, it's just not to my taste. It's, it's never poorly oh, done. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's not to my taste, but I will say that it's never poorly done. Like any, anything that they, they do on this EP is like, is very well done. And the, the production is basically perfect for, I mean, what they're, what they're trying to accomplish here. Yep. I support that. Yep. Uh, I, I definitely, um, that's not, not something I go to these days, but man, when I want the feels, I'm definitely going to come to this. So. We're going to go ahead and play for you Smile Support Society, which is track two from Born From A Wish. And that's Zombie Shark's new EP that came out on October 7th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Smile Support Society, which is off of Zombie Zombie Shark's new EP, Born from a Wish, which came out back in October. So, speaking of Cybergrind, next we're about to talk about one of the OGs. We're going to talk about Drum Corps. You hear that, man? And Drum Corps is a breakbeat Cybergrind project, which features Aaron Spector, who was... Formerly based out of Massachusetts, just to give you a little background, which exposed him to the hardcore and metalcore movement, but then relocated to Berlin and became a dubstep and electronic musician, uh, and is now currently located out of Amsterdam. Somewhere in that time period, uh, started releasing very like breakbeat-oriented like metalcore sample music. If you're a head like me and Levi, you probably remember 2006 Grist. It's legendary shit at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. it, it featured some incredible mashups of uh, Botch Up and Die and Pig Destroyer Destroyer that would make Girl Talk blush, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like, yeah, that, that, oh, it's, yeah, it's perfect. So now Drum Corps are back with their new album, Creatures, which they released on October 7th. And just to cut to the chase, Spectre is an absolute master of this style, man. Like, I think that this might be his best, even over Grist, even. Creatures is easily the most seamless and organic integration of electronic and metal that I have heard to date, even over projects like Frontier and Code Orange and Methwitch. Completely agree with you. Um, right off the bat, when you see the Furby cover, uh, you know something's <laughs> going to go on here, man. It's fucking, it's on, it, uh, um this is another one that i do need more time with i'll be honest with you um the drum corpse has not been on my mind for a long time and i need to go back and just kind of revisit like what's what's been going on through just the (laughs) the legacy of yeah i haven't i'm gonna be honest i haven't listened to anything since grist really yeah grist Grist was my album and then i kind of just i guess i've been space i listened to the animosity remix quite a few times too but um yeah that was the last thing that i really listened to by drum corps Man, glitchy, chaotic, yeah. heavy. Um, I love the fuck out of this. the the ending The ending piece is interesting, you know, but I'm not going to judge it too much. Uh, I bit that's that's kind of a skip for me. It's too. just an, it's just it, it is just a noise track, totally. You know, so I agree with you. I mean, uh, I but wasn't... thankfully, she's at at the end. Right. So, ultimately, favorite track, Antebellum. Track, Same track one or two or whatever the fuck it was. Just fucking bam. Same. Yeah. I mean, like Antebellum in particular sounds like it's sampling a car bomb track with those polymetric modulations where mm-hmm. it's like, and it, you know. Oh yeah, Bill. Oh yeah. That sounds like it's like from like. Then you want to hit the pew pews after that or something like that, you know? No, it sounds like it's from like meta specifically. Like oh okay. That one definitely fucking hits for sure. I like style transfer quite a bit too. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. huge riff, like for the main motif, that groove in yeah. that track is fucking sick. Um, Creatures, the track itself, I thought was pretty good too. Like that kind of like sassy dance beat, and then it kind of like becomes like a two step, and then like yeah, a yeah. D beat. Like it just takes you through like the entire evolution of like dance beats. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Respect all like that. punk dance beats, like all in like one track. Um, fungus. I thought it was really good too. That was like, honestly, it's like more of a breakbeat track, but like it is like, again, we just see some of the very seamless back and forth between metalcore and breakbeat and just how well they can really coalesce when you, uh, when you're just giving a lot of attention to that. Agreed. Yeah, man, there's just so much to look at. It's like, you feel like you're riding a motorcycle through an art museum or something. And that, <laughs> and that, 
you get to see so much cool shit, but it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It just all passes by you. It's all flying by you so quickly. You know Damn, what I'm saying? Damn, that's funny. I like that. That's good. That's <laughs> that, good. Okay. That's, that's my write-up for, for drum corps. Yep, yep. <laughs> drum corps. There it is. Yeah. M- fucking much, much love to Aaron Spector. Like, what a fucking legend. Really just an absolute pioneer in this field. I feel like all of Cybergrind has a lot to owe to artists like Aaron um, him and I would also say cutting pink with knives is like one of the more older comparisons I can think of. And also based out of the UK, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talking about just like European artists, I, I feel like the UK and Germany were, uh, you know, sort of ahead of their time in the electronic music department. I think that's that's very evident if you listen to to Jungle or House or, um, you know, the really old school kraut rock shit or craft work or whatever. You, mm-hmm. you fucking know that they were. They were really on the electronic and synth shit way before it was like you know fashionable. I don't know where I was going with that point, but uh, good a uh, good little tangent there. Definitely that tangent. That's what it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. Um, you want to do Antebellum? Antebellum's the one for sure. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Antebellum, which is track one from Creatures, which came out on October seventh. Wow, what a fucking good day for Cybergrind there. <laughs> Here we go. So that was Antebellum, which is off of Drum Corps' new album, Creatures, which came out back in October. So before we wrap this up, if you like the podcast, if this is your first time listening to the podcast especially, please be sure to follow, like, subscribe, leave us five stars, all that good bullshit, leave mm-hmm. us a review, 
Say some nice words if you have any questions or comments or submissions. MathCoreyNix at gmail.com, baby. Contribute to the Patreon. If you, you want to fuck, yeah, if you really fuck around with what we do, if you if you really fuck with us, you hella fuck with us, dog, then hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash mathcoreindex. And uh, you can get some cool benefits that way, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. But you got to double plug it. you got to give them the double plug. Obviously. You just you got to plug it at both ends, you know what I'm saying? Bo- both ends? Both Is ends. Is that what it means? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> can you explain this to me after we get off air more? I'm very new to this. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm a visual learner. <laughs> yeah. I need pictures. I need to see what's going on. Um, what else? What else? Um, we love you? Yeah, we do. We love you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, tell your friends. If you if you know somebody who likes weird music, you know, fucking turn them on to the podcast. We mm-hmm. A new friend. Bring him in also to the Math Cornex community group. We got it. We had a great. There's a great batch of people in there. It's an all right batch. It's an all. It's an okay. <laughs> it's an okay. I, we're fine. We're I, good know, batch. I'm, I'm curating it, so <laughs> it's as good as it can be. As much as I'm paying attention to how good it is. <laughs> nah, joke. Love you guys. Love it all. <laughs> all right. So I guess. Oh yeah. And then um, again, yeah. If you become a Patreon supporter, very quickly, you can hear us talk about these bands live and next episode. For our next podcast, we'll be talking about the following. We'll be talking about the Sawtooth Grin. We'll be talking about In Fall, the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir, Thought Crime, The Sound That Ends Creation, and Bother. We were going to talk about Unyielding Love, but, you know, sometimes you just got to make room for the stuff that's actually mathcore. Mm-hmm. Got those elbows. Got to yeah. clear this fucking space. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get around to them next time. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 89th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.